our podcast is about our community, period, Black people. Um, and what happens is it was sort of born out of the idea of when we were in Albany, Georgia, um, just the oppression wait, wait, that. Wait, 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 okay. Oh, okay. okay I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> connectors, you have heard the next guest on my podcast. I am super excited. <laughs> so you know what to do. Sit back relax, do what you do, whatever you do while listening to a podcast. <laughs> okay. And let's get connected. We are connected. I'm super excited about recording with you, LaRonda, and your handsome husband. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> this is a actual meetup podcast, you guys. This is the Hood Legal Podcast. So again, I'm yes. going to allow them to introduce themselves. Hey, I am Attorney Nix, a.k.a. Big Su Justice, not <laughs> Sis. We say big so justice where we from. And I'm just GP. Just. Uh, you just two GP. letters, many, many meanings. Hey. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so tell me, how has it been in Atlanta? This has been oh a crazy time, COVID. Yes. Atlanta is big popping all the time anyway. So yes. just give us a general sense of how it is in Atlanta. Yeah, but one thing about it was that we lived in Albany, Georgia, and if you knew that they was like one of the highest hit towns by COVID. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we moved out by the grace of God. Yes. Right in time. In time before, because our house was like a really hub where people come, like knock on the door all the the day. Mm -hmm. So so we was blessed to move. Yes. When we moved, because that was like one of the hardest hit towns for COVID. And it's a, it's a, and and and, and I don't know, uh, with with Albany, Georgia, if you do your research consistently, it has been listed as the number seven worst city to live in because of poverty, because of unemployment, because of the education system or lack of. I mean, there's just a perfect storm of different socioeconomic factors that merge together to just you know, ugh, you know, have this town just be what it is. But um, we lived there right mm-hmm. after I graduated from law school. And the plan mm-hmm. was for us to move to Atlanta because it is popping and right. all that other stuff. Yeah. But God had other plans. Right. And, um, you know, with us being in Albany, Georgia, we were there for about, what, five years? Yeah. My husband, yeah, we inherited the house. We inherited my husband. Uh, my uh, His family got, I don't know, uh, my family just regular folks. His family got the money. Nah, but, <laughs> so, <laughs> but we needed that break, free rent. It was it was great, but not great. Yeah, because yeah. of the, the quality of life. But then that's how this, this podcast was actually, yeah. you know, thought of was, you know, mm-hmm. through oppression because right after um after i took the bar mm-hmm. make sure these are your future attorneys out there just make sure honey <laughs> that your finances are together hey. because they do do that character and fitness check and the mm-hmm. fitness includes financial fitness and unfortunately i was not all that financially fit with my credit so wow. you know it was a year before i was able to get my bar results mm-hmm. and so it was just a really really you know, daunting time, you know, during that time. Um, and again, we was just in the community trying to, 
you know, live and use our voice to, you know, uh, to different, I don't want to say political things, but different things that were going on in the community. And um, yeah, basically that's how the podcast was born, was out of the struggle. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and we, was in, yeah. we was in a struggle, boy. Wow. <laughs> yeah, where we live. Where we live, we was in the struggle. But yeah. that's still inspiring, though. Like, you know, you inspire so many people because how many Black attorneys are in Albany? Yeah. You know, like, how many did you see growing up? And mm-hmm. even though, like, your story included not being financially fit, but that's something to help, you know, someone, you're an employment attorney. So that's something that like, you can help with other people. You're a business attorney. Credit is, you know, so, so important. important. Yeah. It is so, 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 so very important. Yes. Especially for, um, you know, entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. for our community and, you know, um, a lot of people, they don't even know, you know, the basic fundamentals with, you know, even how to open a checking account or, mm-hmm. you know, how to apply for a credit card and things of that sort. So it's a lot of us, too, that yeah. we notice yeah. in our community who didn't even know how, how to, to do the basics, know how to do the basics and yeah. set up their credit and things yeah. of that sort. So right. it was cool because it's like, yeah. OK, you go ahead. Oh, no. Go well, ahead. It was, yeah, yeah. It was cool because like where we live, no one could really, like, they can reach out and touch her. You've been an attorney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Accessible. so they have mad respect for you yeah. in, in the neighborhood. Yeah. You know? And well, it, that, that, that was a cool thing, though, because, you know, everybody who was of your status didn't live and communicate with Regular folks. Regular folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm talking about crackheads. I'm talking about the alcoholics. I'm talking about prostitutes. I'm talking yeah. about the real community. And I'm not trying to be funny or anything, mm-hmm. but really, you know, even when we talk about, you know, and, and, and this is for our podcast, like, say, I'll ask you as well with AMP and what it is that you guys do. But, yeah. you know, one of the things that we want to do is to bridge the divide between the intellects and the educated and everyday people on the street. And these are people that, like I said, we had, you know, an alcohol house right next, right across the street from where we live. We knew crackheads. I knew prostitutes, like regular people, you know, that really, you know, for real, for real. We were also doing Stacey Abrams. When Stacey Abrams was doing, um, you know, her whole, you know, get out there and vote. She had her campaign. We were was out there campaigning with Miss Abrams. And she she was part of the reason why Georgia turned blue. But, you know, it was just getting everybody connected at all levels. And that's what happened with the vote, too. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's why I started my podcast like you said Uh connection and Mm -hmm. I will never one of my daily prayers is Lord no matter how high you bring me keep me humble and it's because like I recognize the people who weren't afforded an education like I was and Mm -hmm. I think it's my responsibility to help my people with what I know Um, And yeah, big, 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 huge shout out. Oh my, huge shout out to Stacey Abrams, who was my- Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And turning Georgia blue, like what's up? And while we're at it, huge congratulations. I know, right? 
Senator Kamala Harris for being the first black woman Mm -hmm. and first (laughs) black period um, Uh and of course congratulations to Joe Biden on a successful Mm -hmm. presidential campaign Um, and for keeping his composure too because Trump was tripping (laughs) (laughs) yes Um, you know like I was just saying on, on one of my latest podcasts like if Trump would call me to sing for one of his his events. Would uh-huh. I do it? You know, just to show some type of connection, even though mm. we have the same political. Mm-hmm. Nah, bro. Absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not. No. Like. <laughs> It would be cool to think, but homie, you were in the office for four years and you didn't decide to meet with, you know, our quote unquote black leaders, AKA Lil Mm -hmm. Wayne until Mm -hmm. what, a couple of days. (laughs) (laughs) That's Louisiana, boo. That's your home. Hey, 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 hey. There's a difference though. Cause he doesn't even really claim like having the same Uh, problems as a black person. And I'm like, wait a minute. people still in New Orleans in you know yeah. third wards you know all the wards and they still yeah. need your help I'm sure that he has yeah. still there yeah. and yeah. to put yourself above because of money yes yes now, now I yes. see you know what you yes. what you value yes yeah. but yeah you know he got that scalar culture so I guess he that's where his money lies in that scalar culture mm-hmm. but we went to new orleans and Love we had it. a good time mm-hmm. but when we went outside of the traveling the the, 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 the tourist <laughs> part we've seen the real new orleans too yeah you know? yeah yeah, yeah. And, and the funny story was is that um we had luggage we had a we had a truck and we had some luggage on the back and we was mm-hmm. gonna go into the store and i was like well i don't think we should you leave our luggage out here and go into this um restaurant. It was a restaurant in the middle of the hood. Yeah. You know, she wanted to, she wanted to be venturous, and yeah. we have a we have a argument like, no, I'm not leaving my stuff out out here, right? Mm-hmm. And when a dude came by looking in the stuff while we yeah. were, he, was, he was trying uh, to find some steel while we were talking about. It. Yeah. That was funny. It was a restaurant. They said it was so good. And I wanted to just venture out. And it was so, it was funny because the guy, he was like, we had the truck, like he said, and it was open. We had bags and because the kids had just come back from my mom. So they had a whole bunch of stuff. Um, And we were at a cousin's reunion in New Orleans, first time. Beautiful, 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 Mm. beautiful. I like really Oh gosh, love the city. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to get some real good home cooking, home style yeah. cooking. And we did have a straight out argument because mm-hmm. I wanted to go. He was like, You're going to leave our stuff just on the back of it. I was like, hey, Ain't nobody going to bother anything. He said, Are you? And then all of a sudden, as we were in the middle of an argument, I promise you, this guy came by on a restaurant like, and he was trying to open. The, I don't know what the oh, wow. hell he was trying to Like, he was trying to see. If he could get inside the, I'm like, what the hell? Is oh no! Oh no! And so we saw a couple of them curious characters. Yeah, like, okay. but we lived in that, so we, I, I knew the signs. You were the <laughs> Well, at least the argument was about going to go eat some good food yes. and nothing yes. else. So. Well. That's what I always tell people. When you go visit New Orleans or Louisiana, don't worry about gaining weight. Just go eat and then work it off whenever you go back home. Oh. <sighs> 
Yes, I'm gonna go back. I want to go back so bad. But COVID, I, I don't know, Lexi. I just want to go back so bad. I loved it. Yes, that's where my fifth child was conceived. Oh, wow. okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, hi, Louise. <laughs> well, since we're talking about um, New Orleans, isn't technically my hometown, but I did spend majority, not majority, um, a good significant amount of time in New Orleans. Um, tell me about where you both grew up and how life was like growing up. Well, I, you want to go, go first? first, babe? Okay. I was raised in St. Petersburg, Florida. Okay. So, uh, uh Wait a minute. Florida man? Is that you? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I left. I recognized the um, characteristics of Florida early and got out of there. <laughs> <laughs> I know Florida has a, has a bad rep, huh? Yeah, yeah. So I was raised in St. Petersburg, Florida. Okay. So it, it, you know, I stay. I can't explain St. Petersburg. It's like it's a high urban area with a lot of blacks, but you, you have a lot of blacks. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, just saying. Then, uh, then the the non-blacks they live near the beach on the beach. Yeah. So it's 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 a rich town, but it's not. It's a heavy crime town. It's populated. I, I can't explain Florida, but, but it's pretty too. It's it, pretty it's downtown St. Petersburg. is fine. How yeah, is it, it culturally? Well. And how did you grow up? How did that impact how you look? I'm taking over your, and I'm sorry. Thank Lexi. you. No, the, no, you're doing excellently. Thank you. I'm sorry, boo. I have to reach that part of the break. I try to figure it out. Okay. Um, so he tries to forget about it. Florida growing up culturally. Oh, it's just some football and hanging out with kids because I was young there. He's a guy guy. Yeah, Look, like, he's a guy guy. Football. football. I don't, um, know. I, don't I don't know where it is. Maybe it is where it's next it is. to Temple. Okay. Okay. Is that close to Duval? No. No. no? Okay. It's close to Tampa and Sarasota and that on the way to Miami. Okay. It's, okay. it's deeper south. Okay. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I was born in Atlanta, Georgia, so I always favored Georgia. Mm -hmm. And where we live, I was raised there a little bit, too. So I always favored that over Florida because Florida's a little tricky. Okay. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> so would you um, consider yourself a Florida boy or a Georgia boy? Florida boy, because, uh, but still. Okay. Hey, Florida boy. <laughs> Somebody said that there is a huge difference between Florida and Miami. Mm. Yeah. So if yeah, you're. It is because Miami is more like the beach and everything, but it's parts of Miami that gets a little crazy. Mm -hmm. But. Florida, Miami is a wonderful place. Though. Yeah. And All the beaches in Florida are great. Yeah. But Miami is just, where is that? Yeah. That's okay. where is that? I'm, <laughs> I'm surprised. Like, I've never, like, taken a vacation to Miami. That's just not a place that I was like, yeah, let's yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised too. I know. No, no this offense, no shade travel. against Miami, but it was just never. Yeah. You know, Something on my list. Something that, that you wanted to, yeah, where you wanted to go. Yeah. How about where, you? What about where you from? Ooh, I, I forgot that this is a mashup. So where I'm from <laughs> is um, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, I guess it's about an hour, hour and a half, depending on how fast you're driving, from New Orleans. 
Um, mm. It's Baton Rouge is an industrial city. Mm-hmm. So um, plants, um, Exxon is there. Mm-hmm. Not a big, you know, metropolitan. It's okay. Really? Yeah. More, um, more like the cages. I'm sorry. The Cajuns, like more like raging Cajun. So that's that, funny that you say that. So that's in Lafayette, Louisiana. Okay. I okay. currently live in Lafayette, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. My cousin and I were just talking about how funny that is. That like in Louisiana, we say Lafayette, mm-hmm. all country and stuff, and here they say <laughs> Lafayette. But here they do mm-hmm. have a French influence. So I guess Lafayette. Oh, Lafayette okay tomato tomato whatever mm-hmm. um but yeah baton rouge is very it's a small town um yeah small town feeling um definitely a red state louisiana um and you I, were born in baton rouge i was born and raised in baton rouge okay. but funny enough little known uh-huh. fact, my mama uh-huh. w- went into labor with me when she was on her way to a Mardi Gras parade. So, For real? yes. <laughs> so actually, it wasn't until okay. law school till I moved to Michigan um, I started missing Mardi Gras. So, like every really? year, I had always yeah. gone to Mardi Gras. Literally, oh. since my mama went into labor with me. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, good food. Um, I miss it. I miss boudin. I miss crawfish. I miss it's cold now. Mm-hmm. So I miss gumbo. Um, mm. and of course going, living in, in New Orleans, I would love to move back to New Orleans if I were to move back to Louisiana, because as you, I'm sure you can attest to like the people are so, well, Louisiana period, like we're so friendly, but in New Orleans, yeah. like, yeah, you, know, you can go and hear music, you know, just about yes. anywhere you want. Yes. Um, yes. And, and that was nice. That was really, so really, yeah. you know, in New Orleans, they were, each they restaurant real, I went to, the food is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was real friendly. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. It's not that attitude we get in Atlanta, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah the difference. That's the difference. Yes. So we got true, true Southern hospitality. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. It's some yeah. real good food. Yeah. Mm. Here we go, talking about food again. I'm going to have to go I home. Know, right? This is some food, right? <laughs> so, um, so I guess more about you, LaRonda. Oh, okay. Um, I forgot all about myself. Oh, yeah, because we didn't talk about you. This is still on you. No, look. So what? I'm a, yeah. originally from New York, Harlem, New York. Like, hey. not New York. Yeah, Harlem, Harlem. Um, and... When I was about 14 years old, my parents, my dad, he became a nurse. My dad, I saw him work through nursing school. He used to be a security guard at our church in Bethel Gospel Assembly. It's a really big church up in New York. Shout outs to BGA. Love the church. Um, and so that was my influence, really, Lexi. You know, um, growing up in church and grounded, I had, you know, my views. I used to be very, very much conservative because I had these conservative views. And, you know, but what happens is we moved to Florida, which is where I met my husband at okay. uh, when I was 14 years old. So that's where uh, I started, you know, attending high school. And we moved 
really rural. I'm talking about future farmers of America. <laughs> like, oh wow, <laughs> I'm sure it was is is more rural than Baton Rouge where we moved to. Mm-hmm. I'm really sure. So to take this black girl from New York and take her into Florida in this rural area, which is really crazy. Harlem before regentrification. Yeah, and it was Harlem before <laughs> regentrification. Yes, let me say this. The Harlem that I grew up in is like, if you look at the movie um, with Juice and New Jack <laughs> City uh-huh. and, um, you know, all of those major Black blockbuster films like mm-hmm. Spike Lee joints and things of that sort from that's what back in the about. early 90s. Brooklyn. Yeah, that's the Harlem I knew. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so it's not this nice Harlem that you see now. It was very different growing up. I, yes. I would love... One of my dreams is to live in New York. Um, and really, yeah, because like I really like that. Um, that Harlem, I think it was Spike Lee, he was talking about when he was younger, like his dad would play the piano uh-huh. and like you know, the kids be playing out mm-hmm. on the stoop, and it's just like the culture, yep. that, like it reminds me of yeah. New Orleans, like you know you can see musicians on the street corner yeah. and it's no big deal, right? Yeah. But you like you was... really thought about it like that, Lexi yeah. yeah, thinking about it, yeah and I can see that. Mm-hmm. And like, I remember, I think, again, it was Spike Lee, he was saying with gentrification, you know, his dad, who had been playing the piano mm-hmm. since a kid, you know, uh-huh. now, years later, the neighbors call the cops on him. And it's mm-hmm. like, wow. What? Yeah. How, how unfortunate that like our culture is yeah. erased because of things like this. Yes. It may not seem like a big deal. Like, you know, people will say, oh, well, it's after nine o'clock. You should be respectful of people's, you know, time and sleep schedules and stuff like that. But the yeah, who the hell are you? Yeah. <laughs> right? Exactly. Right. You can sleep when you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, we need more appreciation for the arts. They're yes. To, mm-hmm. Yes. Trying to take it out of schools and everything. Yes. You know, and it just, we need more appreciation for the yes. arts. Yes. Mm-hmm. Definitely. 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 Mm-hmm. Now, how do you feel about that as well with the arts? Like, what? Because I know you've been singing for years yes. and it seems like you have just evolved and, you know, oh my goodness. Like, what? What is it that you think as far as our culture and the arts? Do you think that it has changed? Like what what have what differences or developments have you seen mm. as it relates to what you do and your you know area of expertise oh. in the arts? Yeah. Well, yeah, I was very fortunate. I remember my mama asking me was about three and a half and she asked me what I wanted to do if I wanted to play piano or if I wanted to play soccer and I was like oh mm-hmm. piano." so like music has always been a part of me my grandma is a singer so you know I always grew up with this in me and then um, undergrad mm-hmm. I was a music major and you know I've always sang some type of way professionally but mm-hmm. to answer your question, it was under George Bush with the No Child Left mm-hmm. Behind Act, where like we started seeing programs mm-hmm. like the arts being taken out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
theme just started happening, I believe it was under Obama, um, mm-hmm. you know, to put an influence back on the sciences and arts and stuff like that, because it yes. is very important for a child's development to be able to like, you know, go outside of the classroom and music helps with discipline. Um, mm. and it helps develop the other side of your brain, you know, for yeah. creativity and um, imagination. So, yeah. like, what I see, and especially because of now, um, COVID, teachers are losing their jobs, um, courses mm-hmm. are being taken out, and unfortunately, the arts is one of the things that goes first because most yeah. politicians, aka, um, uh, I look, I'm talking about her and now her Betsy, Betsy DeVos, uh-huh. the secretary of education. They don't see things uh-huh. like this that we see because their children are still afforded the opportunity to take classes, you know, that chess, you know, piano, <laughs> that our kids in lower socioeconomic schools they're being stripped from because they don't have the resources because they aren't being allocated because the school system doesn't believe that it's important enough to fund so that's that's really also why I started this podcast to highlight Mm -hmm. the importance of art and and not just music but also um I've had a comedian I've interviewed a chef two chefs actually so it's just like about creativity and having that right support yes. and resources so that you can you know explore that side of you because everybody has that side but if it's not tapping mm-hmm. to, then it's never going to be developed it's just sit dormant mm-hmm. and speaking of New Orleans and art I was watching Southern Charm. New Orleans. Oh, I, and, and I haven't seen think, it. I haven't seen it. You oh, haven't? You mm-hmm. gotta check out John Moody. He's a very polarizing oh, character. You would love John Moody. Let's <laughs> see. Mm. You would like John Moody. He uh-huh. um, painted the portrait of Michelle Obama, the famous um, mm-hmm. portrait with her in the dress. Yes, 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 the, yes. The, 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 yes, I'm yeah, from New Orleans. Yes. Yeah. Yes, but yes, Southern. He's so he's well. so he is on because Southern Charm. That's a reality show, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ah. Okay. Okay. Maybe I will. I don't really watch a lot of TV, and when I do, mm-hmm. it's like what I Selectly. know. Yeah. 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 Mm. What are you watching? What am I what watching? What is Lexi into? Yes. Um, what is the artist? Oh God, my dog. Okay, so this is going <laughs> to sound creepy then because I've been binge-watching oh, Criminal Minds. Um, okay. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, Girlfriends. I've been watching. Uh-huh. Um, I just started watching The Queen's Gambit. So it's about a chess player. I was talking about chess, right? Yeah, uh-huh. it's about um, a little orphan girl. I'm just on the first episode so I don't know too much about it but she learns the game of chess and she's already like this brilliant girl so yeah it seems really interesting so that's okay. yeah, yeah. With your cover of Strange Fruit we was listening to that yes. and that was, that was mm-hmm. excellent 
Awesome. And because we we watched Lovecraft. Lovecraft Country. Oh, oh gosh. So Did you um, watch that? A little known fact, I'm also a scary baby. Like, I will watch Criminal Minds until about seven o'clock because, well, it's 6 30 now and the sun's already down. But, like, uh-huh. so I guess until now because I get too scared. Lovecraft, uh-huh. um, <laughs> I started watching and I was like, all right, that's enough. That's enough. I have to go to the next, you know, uh uh-uh. uh. But I was, I, I was saying that. Yeah, because the cover of Nina Simone mm-hmm. Cinema, I just didn't like that one. And you know, Nina Simone, I hold her dear at heart. Yes. So, I, I, you know, I appreciate your cover because yes. if you're going to do Nina Simone, you, you got to do, do it right. right. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> you know I mean? Thank yes. you. Because um, yeah. actually, funny enough, um, when so Billie Holiday first recorded that, what in. Uh-huh. Oh, I can't even remember the the date. But when my band recorded, yeah, but, really it, yeah. but when I my think band recorded, nineteen fifty three or something. Don't yeah. don't make me lie to y'all. I have. Yeah. I don't, I don't uh-huh. yeah. Um. But when my band recorded it, it was Nina Simone's version that we like mm-hmm. got a lot of inspiration. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, yo, like I said, your voice is just it's it's so just magnificent. I love the the richness oh, you know you. of your yeah. yeah yes, ma'am. When we was in New Orleans, we bought a couple of street arts and you know, street art pictures. What did, did we get it from New yeah. Orleans? Where did we get it from now? Oh, oh no, no, we went to the Whitney Museum, the, the Whitney, Whitney, Museum, the Whitney plantation. plantation. Mm-hmm. And we bought some souvenirs, some cups, some art. Yeah, did buy, like some stand up art. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we loved it. New Orleans. We didn't want to yeah, leave. I didn't want to leave. I know. We did that whole week. Yeah, <laughs> um, if y'all go back. Time. I highly, highly suggest going down to Frenchman Street. I don't know if y'all. We we we, 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 was, we were supposed to. We didn't go to Frenchman. No, 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 the guy no. was telling us too when we went to the one restaurant. He told us to go to Frenchman Street. And we yeah, didn't go to yeah, it was supposed to. Yeah, yeah that's, we, we ended up going to what Grand Street somewhere. I don't yeah. know. Uh, Wait, did you what say you was gonna say? Did you say Ferret? Um, Grand. I don't know. Oh, okay. We went to another another jazz bar. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, in it, in it, in the populated area. I don't know was they grand. That was uh, the, in the in the um French quarter. Well, in the French quarter. We was okay. in the French quarter. Okay. Don't get me lying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Frenchman is one of my favorite, and I always recommend people to go there because that's where you're going to see one snug harbor is my absolute favorite venue probably in the whole wide world it's uh-huh. super intimate and you never know who's in the building and like there's some pretty good big people <laughs> who frequent that place yeah um okay. and you have to like any connectors listening or um your listeners um if you ever want to go, I recommend you booking ahead of time because, again, it's like super small. And if you don't get there and there's somebody like popular playing, you're not going to get a spot. So, what is the name of this? It's called again? Sn- Snug Harbor. Snug Harbor. Yeah, okay. it is. Okay. It is in Frenchman or on Frenchman. So, okay. And there's like a bunch of other bars and other venues that are pretty popular, too. 
Yeah, we definitely want to go back. Mm-hmm. We definitely, 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 definitely want to go back. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Okay. Moving um, on from New Orleans, right? Because we hey, go on. I know. Come on, COVID. <laughs> just hurry up, leave. <laughs> just please, I right? Know. I would love, like, right now, um, my band, we're still, you know, performing here and there. We've actually played, like, seven gigs since COVID. So, you know, we've been pretty blessed still. But we definitely mm-hmm. want to do a tour. And hopefully, like, New Orleans is one of our stops. Yes. Yeah. Tell me about the band. Okay, please. Because I'm trying to see, where were we in law school when you started with the band? Or was it before then? Okay, so another little known fact about myself. I am in several bands. Um, Stop! Yeah. <laughs> um, one of my bands is in <laughs> Michigan. That is 196 West. Yes. Um, so obviously I'm not currently singing with them because I'm in Indiana. Um, my band here right. is called The Velocity District. And yes. we play like, ooh, um, experimental jazz. Um, mm-hmm. I like to call it um, game gamer music because you can also hear the boys at least mm-hmm. playing um, game uh, music from games. One of my favorites that they play is called Aquatic uh, Aquatic Ambiance, which is from the um, Donkey Kong underwater world. I don't even know. Don't don't, don't quote me. But like, yeah, it's the underwater. I think it's called Underwater World. But like the Donkey Kong Donkey Kong's Underwater World series. I'm not a gamer, so go go yeah. if you're interested. But Aquatic Ambience uh-huh. is the song that they play from that. And it's like one of, it's so cool. And like my um, my bandmates, they're all so musically gifted. And like their yeah. ears, like. Yeah. yeah. It's been. So they play by ear? Are yes, they, are they, they play they, by yes. ear. Actually, my cousin, she is in the runoff for Metro Council um, in District 10 in Baton Rouge. And my band, we recorded the jingle for her. And it was just like, you know, we were throwing out ideas and we have a bass player. He's like thumbing, doom, 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 doom. And then like the guitar uh-huh. and the pianist yeah. and the drummer. And then they're like, oh, we could add some horns and this and that. And then it just all came together. So, yeah. Wow, that's uh, freaking awesome. that's free you know what that's one of the things that i want to do lexi i'm like i don't even care i don't even want to do it to be famous and that's one of the things that my husband and i was talking about as far as this music Mm -hmm. if you love music you love music you like Mm -hmm. because i'm like i want to just go like on a festival i freaking i told him like in the middle of the protest why don't we just go down into the middle of atlanta and just start you know with our music just have our Mm -hmm. microphone nothing and just start like Mm -hmm. you know well, I call it recorded therapy sessions. Yeah. And if you yeah. if you want to listen to my therapy, you're welcome. Yeah. You know, but it's my therapy. I like that. You know? Yeah. 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 And that's, that's really yeah. what it is. You know, even for me too, I, I stopped writing. Like this is something else I would say to people out there. Like I was telling my sister, sometimes going back to the things of your childhood that you did enjoy doing. And one mm-hmm. of the things that I did enjoy doing was, writing music, Mm -hmm. you know, singing, you know, rapping. And then I stopped that, you know, we grow up, 
and then we go into our adult, you know, selves and you forget about all of those things that you used to love. Mm -hmm. And it was in Albany that, you know, during the midst of the struggle and oppression and things of that sort that I just started writing again, Mm -hmm. as far as what it is I observe living in this dual world as an attorney who has the pleasure of sitting at the table with, you know, politicians and all Mm -hmm. of these high polluting folks, Mm -hmm. but then still being amongst the people, you know, so it's really crazy, even, you know, now with existing in two different worlds as an attorney and then still, you know, one still wanting to represent your community and do things that is in the best interest of your community and things of that sort. But I did discover my love of writing again, you know, Mm -hmm. with during that time and we do it together now. Oh, no, that's, (laughs) that's, that's important too, that like, we do go back to our roots and go back to, you know, the things that like really, fulfill us and it was in law school for me that I was like you know what I'm Mm -hmm. so ready to get out like I feel like it's Mm -hmm. holding me back from music I don't want to do this anymore and that's when I met Mm -hmm. my band in Michigan and I was like okay yeah you're listening to me so let's do this how did you do that how did how did that happen? Were you, were this like open editions? Like, how did you, did you form it? And the other people, were they looking for someone? Like, how did that work? Literally, um, this is a, 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 a Lexi tidbit. Um, <laughs> when you get an, an unction in your, an unction in your spirit, Mm-hmm. You know, you that mm-hmm. little nudge, you should listen. So I used to live above uh M- I think it's called MBC Brewing. Do you remember it's a brewing? Yeah, right. So so I used to live right above that. And yeah. like, I don't know, Thursday nights they had karaoke night. That's so right. Like, yeah. I would go down and somehow. I went down and I saw the sax player in the in 496 West. And I was like, uh-huh. hmm, I wonder if I go up, would he, you know, would how would that work out? I it was just a thought. So yeah. of course I sang and he came up to me. He's like, Hey, you should come to our rehearsal next week. And I was like, Hey, I sure will. Wow. So yeah, that's exactly yeah. I was introduced. That? by just doing what I love to do. And then I was just, you know, folded on into the band. Wow. Wow. And what about the other band? I was going to say in the <laughs> band here, when I moved back to Indiana in 2017, I knew the type of crowd that I wanted to sing for. Um, yeah. I knew my, um, my audience. And okay. The restaurant here, they cater to my audience. And so I, I told yeah. her that I was new in town and that I had a, um, a musician. Um, I'm sorry, I'm losing my words. A guitarist who could play behind me, you know, something simple, just a duo. And she said, OK, well, how about I already have a band. How about you come in on they had um, jazz Thursdays and she said, come uh-huh. on. Um, and we'll see what happens. So I did. And now two years later, I am a member of the Velocity District. 
So wow, yeah, and, wow. Which one do you like best? I'm gonna put you on your spot. Oh, <laughs> I can't, I can't even do it. I can't do that because I'm playing, I'm playing I know, and like I know, it's so. Like the one, um, 496 West, they are a smooth jazz group. Yeah. Um, so if you know, like Detroit jazz, um, uh-huh. rest in peace to our old MD, our music director, um, Al McKenzie. He was actually the music director for Anita Baker. So like, you know, oh, yeah, okay. he's, so that's like the type of people in Michigan that I was working with. Mm-hmm. And then here, like the same you know enthusiasm for music maybe like they have not been on stage with you know likes of Anita Baker but they could definitely hold their own you know right likes of Anita Baker so it's it's just it's different um right but what do you prefer singing like which genre is it that you prefer singing Ooh. Um, gospel because you can sing gospel. I heard you sing gospel too. Gospel, mm-hmm. jazz, R and B, or like what? What is it that's your preference? Um, your, your sweet spot. I don't know if I have a sweet spot when it comes to a genre, but give me a a, a ballad and ooh, a good old nasty ballad. That's that is my sweet spot. <laughs> so whether yeah. it's a, a gospel or jazz or even classical, because I am classically mm-hmm. trained. Um, Look at that, y'all. I, okay, you know, like yes, I, yeah. I just I love it. But yeah, probably a ballad. Um, somebody asked me, well, who do you, who would you like say you're like? Um, if you put Anita Baker and uh-huh. Houston together. Yes, Whitney Houston fan. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> so we got like Anita's smoky, deep yes. voice. And then Whitney's, you know, yeah. she loves a good ballad too. Um, yeah. That would be like, my sweetness right there you give me some Sade vibes too okay yes 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 you can, can you see that yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. yes yes now what about where you live now because like louisiana like we were talking about has just so much culture it's just rich with culture mm. in indiana like it just seems like indiana like <laughs> tell me <laughs> it seems like cornfields <laughs> like what is it indiana cornfields Lafayette. Yeah. Indiana? That's where she is. Lafayette. Uh-huh. Oh, Indiana. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna tell you a story about what's that? No, that was Ohio. When yeah. I came on. When the first time I seen uh, um a pur- a Puritan. Oh, um, the um the McDonald's the with the Amish. Uh, I was gonna try- Amish, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was Indiana? Tripping. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it wasn't uh, Indiana. I was like, because we we have a big Amish population here as well. Yeah. Mm. We were at McDonald's and the guy whipped around us, and I was like, what What's going on? He had here? his course with his buggy. Uh-huh. We had the buggy parking. Yeah. Uh-huh. I seen the buggy parking at yeah. McDonald's. I was like, Wow, oh, we're far shoot. from home now. Yeah, we it's are. real. It's real. Yeah. I was just on a little day trip with my cousin driving from Indiana to Detroit, and we uh-huh. were going through Ohio and stuff. And I was just telling him a story how, oh, maybe two years ago, I went to a popcorn farm or 
it, it wasn't a farm. I know it wasn't a farm. Well, actually, I guess. So it was a popcorn business, but of course it was in the middle uh-huh. of a cornfield. Yeah. Popcorn comes from corn. And yeah. like, I had never seen or never known that there was so uh-huh. many variety of popcorn. Like, right. I, like there are kernels. Oh, so there are kernels actually that when you eat regular popcorn, you get the kernels stuck in your teeth. So yeah. There's popcorn out there that don't even have that little kernel stuff to get stuck in your teeth. Did not know uh, that, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> right there in little Amish town. It's like, oh, wow. wow. This- but Orville Redenbacher is from Indiana. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's okay. a little known okay. fact about Indiana, you guys. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but so, but how is it? I mean... Like, do you miss? No, you miss New. You miss Louisiana. Of course, of course. Yeah. Um, like, um, art wise, yeah, there is not a big art scene here. It's yeah. here, um, but as far as like the music scene, again, there are musicians here, amazing musicians, yeah, but definitely not at the scale of being in, you know, Louisiana, yeah. it's just a small town. Like it will in, in um, Lafayette is a very small town. It's the home. Well, West Lafayette is right across the river, which is the home of Purdue. Um, but like if they were, if someone were to come to Indiana, if you come to Lafayette, West Lafayette, it's most likely because of Purdue. Um, people visit Indianapolis. Again, it's probably yeah. an hour, hour and a half mm-hmm. from Lafayette. And of course, like the, the music scene is bigger there because it's a bigger city. Right. Yeah. But right. Yeah. We're what about when you was in Dubai? Wasn't you in Dubai? Oh, yes, yes. It yes. seemed like that was awesome, too. So did you yes. do some collabs, cool collabs with music and things of that sort? That's culture. Yes. That is so cool. The class yeah. of the cultures. I know. I actually was in a band there um, called Afro Nation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, uh-huh. uh, let's see. So when... I went to Dubai the first time. It was on a life sabbatical, right? Like uh-huh. after the bar, um, I had a job in Michigan, but it fell through. I um, did not renew my lease so that I didn't have a house. So I was <laughs> uh-huh. just like, oh my gosh, I'm now jobless, houseless. What am I going to do? Homeless, whatever. Yeah. And my aunt, she was living there as a teacher. And she's like, oh, just come here, you know, figure out what you want to do. Um, and I'm not the type to just sit and, you know, not hustle. Right. Right. So, um, the first time I went, I started looking at the music scene. I didn't sing then. I sang like little places. I left and then I went back to sing uh-huh. at an event. And I was like, well, since I'm here, I might as well reach out to people to see if they need a singer. And I was on Facebook and this guy, he had on his bio, um, he posted in a musician's group, like in a, um, a UAE, that's United Arab Emirates, musician uh-huh. group and he was from new orleans and i was like oh what's oh that wow that? um are yeah. you a <laughs> and so he's like yo what's up yes we are so 
you know, it just happened again. Um, Afro Nation was born. And that I was with them for about a year until I moved back here. Wow. Mm -hmm. That yeah. is so freaking awesome. Yeah. So the, so the, 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 where the, what type, I don't want to say what type, was it the same basically types or styles of music or was it different over there? Were you sort of mixing different cultures and things of that sort? So I don't know if people know this about um, the people in Dubai, um, Emiratis, those are the native people from the UAE. Emiratis love rock music. I had never said okay. rock music until I moved to Dubai. So like, yeah, definitely stretched me as a singer. Um, so I had to learn rock, soft rock. Um, my band, we also did R&B. Um, we didn't do too much jazz, um, but it was like funk, rock and roll. Um, you know, it was just, I guess. Yeah. Like, world music like what you would pop music if you will yeah that's what yeah. i sang yeah, a lot yeah, yeah. of mm -hmm. yeah. wow so yeah. think about you like 90s Karate. Karate's, yes what they arabs they arab <laughs> they arabian no so yeah they uh, wait wait yes right let me I'm shut sorry. up answer it lexi so i guess <laughs> We would say Arab, but I'm not sure if that's really politically correct. Yeah, well, yeah, no, <laughs> look, no, look. But I'm, term. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> but like I guess the Arabian Sea is they. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they yeah. would consider themselves quote unquote Arab. But when we talk about Arab uh -huh. money, they got it. They got money. They got money. <laughs> like yeah. I was at the grocery store one day, and like this little looked like he was about twelve years old. He was probably fifteen, but he jumped <laughs> out of a big body Range Rover, and I was like, well. All right, then. I see. Yeah, okay. All right. Jeez. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, wait. Let's see. I have another question for you. Are you practicing? Um, are you still practicing as an attorney as well? And have you, like, what are, do you think, because I think that for creatives and people who are in the arts, it makes you a, a better attorney because you're, you know, you have to think outside of the box mm -hmm. and to, you know, figure out how you're going to craft your argument for your jury or whatever have you. So I just think, like you said, when you are an artsy person, it makes it, you, you use a, a different side of your brain. Mm -hmm. But are you practicing and do you see those similarities or differences? So, um, Long story short, no, I am not practicing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, however, mm -hmm. the role I do play right now, I am a contract analyst and I still protect intellectual property. So essentially it is okay. what I've wanted to do. I'm not an attorney. Um, right. I did take the bar. I passed the bar in New York. But as you know, like actually getting sworn in is a whole nother process. And like, I did yeah. everything except for being sworn in. And I'm like, but I take the NPR in February. So maybe I'll be an attorney in. Okay. Um, but in my current role, 
like I said, I'm a contract analyst and I negotiate contracts with the federal government and with companies all over the world for research. And again, I protect, you know, our, I work at Purdue and I protect their research, intellectual property. And I think it's, it's been so cool to see like, yeah, when I was growing up, I thought maybe I would be an attorney for singers, but Mm -hmm. this um, attorney type, type role for researchers, like broaden my mind so much and it even like I guess aligned with amps connected my podcast because to see the type of research that people are working on is incredible uh-huh. like things that I like one as a matter of fact actually one of my first agreements I worked on was on coronavirus. This was, I started at Purdue back in, oh, 2000, wow. uh, back in 2018. And I keep a draft um, of my emails, just like, you know, work smarter, not harder. And it was like a template for, like, <laughs> I send out my, you know, initial email saying, hi, professor, I'm working on your agreement with this title. And when I looked at it, I was like, oh my, this, this agreement says that I was working on a coronavirus agreement, you know, years ago. And now, you know, 2020 coronavirus is in the news. And so like our professors have been working maybe not on COVID-19 two years ago, but they were working on coronavirus. And now in 2020, they are working on things for COVID-19. So like things like that, like I see myself like, I may not be the researcher, the scientist, you know, with those brain, um, the brain powers, but like, I am part of the process of getting you funding for your research, protecting, you know, your intellectual property, things that you created out of this research. So even though I'm not an entertainment attorney, I still feel very, very fulfilled, you know, in what I do. So wow. when you say Purdue, she's saying the, the corporation no, or the, the college. college. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about the college. So, yeah, don't get okay. don't get it confused with Purdue <laughs> uh, Chicken. That's P-E-R-D-U-E. That is not where I work. I work for Purdue. You are um college, but I was clarifying it. Yeah, no, no, no. Because you you would be surprised. You would be surprised, even in my emails um, when negotiating, people will still say P-E-R. And I'm like, girl, I don't work for the yeah. company. They're, it's no. chicken. But no, <laughs> I do work for Purdue University. That is awesome. The yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and this may, be a, yeah. a, this may be a little known fact, but have you ever heard of Nesby? It's the national... Uh, is it I, national I science seen it, but... for black engineers? Right. I, can't, I can't remember what the S stands for, uh-uh. but it is like the um, 
whatever the S is for, I'm sorry, you guys, but it's for black <laughs> engineers. And it was started right here at Purdue University. So I thought that was kind oh, of Oh, yeah. That is that is just so awesome. Yeah. Quick question. Yeah. So what do you think about um the direction of music nowadays and where it's going, especially with R&B? It's hard for me to listen to it, just telling you that. But mm-hmm. like, I just want to get, you know, as a singer, because you a singer. Aww. You're a professional, like, Aww. you sang, y'all. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, no, let's see. <laughs> no, but what do you think about the direction of our music and where it's going? Like, what do you feel about it? I know a lot of people say like, oh, I wish we had, you know, music, you know, like back in the day or whatever. And though I I can understand that, I still can bop to what's being produced today, you know? Yeah. Um, who are you who are you thinking? Who are you listening to? <laughs> um, I I just think that like one, I would say like Ari Lennox. She's some somebody from today. Um I like I haven't even heard of her. What's her name? Ari Lennox. Ari A R I L E N N O X, like the Linux mom. What is she? she yeah. Look. <laughs> so she will put me in the mind frame of like an Erica Badu, right? Uh, oh, okay. And okay. okay. And I know maybe like even Erica may be still too old or too young. I'm sorry, too old. Uh-huh. too young for the type of music that you're referring to I don't know but like you know because people say oh I miss like Luther Vandross or like Anita Baker type music but I just feel like uh-huh. you know, that's just that was during their time but now like I'm trying mm-hmm. to that's such a, a hard question for me like to even think about somebody off the top of my head because I'm yeah. I'm still like you though I still listen to like our old heads yeah. but I can't the substance is not there all they gotcha. singing about now is sex mm-hmm. and it's just like like it's just so much that's going on in the world for you know us for us as creators for writers well, and things like the mainstream yeah the mainstream like I can't really do the radio like I do like her I was, I was just I, I was actually just gonna say um Daniel Caesar which puts me uh-huh. you know I think about her um uh-huh. like I think of I think we do have those you know the musicians who are singing about substance but yeah. Is it being, being played on the played. radio? No, no exactly. it's not being played. So that's yeah. why I say you talk about the mainstream because yeah. what they pump out does is what, yeah. What there's is, some people underneath in the in the background yes. that, that's doing their thing. So let let's talk about. I want to even dig a little deeper than that because one of the things. <laughs> oh, look, Lord, I, I hope I don't. Going. I hope I don't get. <laughs> look, you should see his face. So what do you think, like? I just remember growing up, like, if you wanted to listen to, um, you know, Little Kim, you had, you could. If you wanted to listen to um, Foxy Brown, you could. If you wanted to listen to Erica, ba- um, Erica Badu, you could. If you wanted to listen to Lauren Hill, who I love, mm-hmm. okay, like, Lauren Hill is just, ugh, like, she needs to come back out. But anyway, now it just seems like mainstream, there are limited options when it comes to the diversity of music, whether it be R&B or rap or whatever have you. 
Um, what what are your thoughts about that? Because I we have our thoughts, but I just wanted to explore and just talk with someone else, like as far as what it is that you think um, about. You basically talking about what? Say it, Colin. Go ahead, GP. You basically talking about. Um, Megan the Stallion and Cardi B. No, yeah. it's not just Megan the Stallion. Yeah, you talking about yeah. that wave. Yeah, it just seemed like it's not like as it's not as much choices that you know that are mainstream. It's just you know one way, and it's very very sexual. And with women, I think, and even with men, it's just so many different things that I feel like you could sing about that you can rap about. You know, with what's going on, we're in the middle of a new civil rights movement or a renewed civil rights movement. I would think, you know, mm-hmm. um, our experiences as you know black people, as black women, as black men living in this you know day. Mm-hmm. You could, can you not write about that? Does it always have to be so sexual? Like, what is it that you think about that? So, I, I think it really goes back to what is mainstream. Because, for an example, Janae Aiko, I mm-hmm. love, 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 huh? um, what's it, PF. I can't, I don't I forgot the the acronym that she uses for it, but that's one of my favorite songs. But she also has a song called "Vote," um, uh-huh. and I was like, oh. I didn't even know this was a song until like I was on Instagram and I saw it on Instagram, but like, Mm. you know, like where would, and I listen to the radio every single morning. I listen to the breakfast club from the Mm. time I wake up, comes on at six o'clock, goes off at 10 o'clock. And I mean, I know it's, it's a R and B station, but they aren't playing, you know, that, that vote song, which would be an R and B song. Like there's yellow, Mm. Yellow Pain, I know it's he's a guy, but he came out with that um featuring seven, seven streeter. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh, um my uh-huh. my vote will count. Um I haven't heard that on the radio, not once. Like they did mm. highlight it one day, but it wasn't like in the regular rotation. So right. I think it's a shame when um it's a shame that the radio stations don't play anything but like you said, like the sexual stuff. Yeah. And then the artist is then, you know, shunned because they supposedly don't, you know, produce any other type. Uh-huh when that's not true because mm. even I love Megan Thee Stallion I <laughs> love Cardi B I loved WAP when it came out like and I thought it was really like, okay let's talk about it okay Mr. Nick you can move <laughs> okay, okay he's Hold on. On. can we pause okay. can we pause for the cause because you did tell me to bring my libations and in yes. honor of Miss <laughs> <Ms>. Kamala <laughs> excuse me Kamala, <laughs> I did bring me a, a red stripe. Red stripe, amen. <laughs> um, but yeah, I did. So um, you're not gonna exit. My, he trying to exit because he think we about to talk just about a girl topic. No, it's because not, it's about black people. Yeah, because you know what? I was pretending like I was Charlemagne that had something else to do or something. What? <laughs> 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 you know how they be in the middle. Okay, I have to. So now you don't me out. I'm okay. I'm just gonna. Let's talk about what, honey. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about. Let's talk about it. 
I could not stand that song. I think that it set us back as women. I was just so disappointed. I really was. I love, okay, I start, I, I did like, um, and I still do like Cardi B. I like her because she is just naturally, you know, herself. Mm -hmm. um, Megan Thee Stallion, uh, like, Every song that may, I haven't heard anything other than Megan Thee Stallion and about her body. And I don't think that our body or our, our vaginas define, you know, uh, uh, being feminine mm -hmm. or you know, being a woman. And I think that, unfortunately, like you said, when this mainstream radio sex sells, sex sells, whether you're on radio, TV, entertainment, period. But as Black women, I think that it's just a, it's, it's a standard that we, we, we need to just take a step back and be aware, I think, of what it is that we are doing, what message it is that we're sending to the other, to other people out there about us. And I don't think that just using sex to sell is cool. I, 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 I just, mm, mm-mm. So I, I think it's a cop out. I think it's weak. I respect do I, I really do really I respect people who you know you have to you you have to you going to law school, going to school and actually having to struggle because I think it's easy to be you know to to do certain things in order to elevate your position and to get money. And I just think that for me personally, this is me personally, this does not reflect the views of Lexi or anybody else <laughs> or Amped podcast or anything of that or connect. I just think that it's just a, it's, it's a cop out. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I, I, I'm different like that, though. Um, I so uh oh, I said, Look, uh oh, well, I'm gonna update your audience. Who is that girl? No, so here at Amps Connected Podcast, yes, um, I just believe that one, I don't think any single person should be the face of a, a group of black. Mm -hmm. it, they shouldn't. It shouldn't be like that. You're right. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't. But is that realistically how it is? So then I'll continue with that. I'll mm -hmm. also say that um, one, she is Megan Thee Stallion is a rapper. And mm -hmm. the things that she has chosen to rap about one is, you know, her body, her money, her status. Using guys, using guys to get that. Using guys, but then that—that's the black woman. But you not saying conveying that same message. You think? But at the same time, guys are also rapping about their <laughs> their package, how big they are, and they look weak too. And they're women, and that's weak, and, and, that's weak. <laughs> and everything else. But you don't hear this backlash until you know, WAP comes. Mm -hmm. You don't hear the backlash. You know, I know like arguments have been repeated now, but like um, this corn on the cob, like, you know, on on the, the cob. like corn on the cob. Like, oh, that the throwback song? Like, okay. that's, uh -huh. that's a real song, but people don't, you know, talk about things like that or even uh, let's go even, um, 
bring it um, to, I think it came out either 2019 or 2020, mm-hmm. but Boosie. How many songs of Boosie's does oh, he talk Lord. about? Child. That's and your I, hometown too, Louisiana. You know, nasty, nasty. That he's from Baton Rouge, ain't he? Yes, he is. He is. <laughs> yes, that's your folks. He's that's your thousand from the dirty bottom <laughs> from the dirty bottom but um you know like i just think we i don't i think it's like an old argument even because i mean there's a whole adage you know rock and roll sex sex drugs rock and roll right mm-hmm. that's what sells it's been selling since music like and let's go back to, let's talk about motown like no it wasn't like as blatant but they were singing about you know loving for on their baby wanting you know another woman yeah. you know but it wasn't as and then it wasn't it wasn't as bam in your face you know explicit but I just think like it's it's kind of unfair to even put Mm -hmm. on let's say Meg the Stallion like she's young she got yes she is she's rich as hell you know she's gorgeous she does have a nice flow like people want to you know they they want to be in the in the crowd with her, you know? And I just mm. think that, like, talk talk your shit, pow, 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 you know? <laughs> I, that's, that's a lot. I have been listening to WAP on repeat. Um, oh, my God. I know. And, and I like, hate WAP because I hate the damn song. I was like, listen, oh, my God. I do this not is, want, and then I caught my freaking saying. daughter trying to twerk. Like, so this, and then you look at cuties, but look at really the real implications of this, right? You have little girls that are actually, you know, on TikTok, because technology, social media, um, it really has expanded it. I'm not saying that, some, that they shouldn't make that type of music, but I would just say to be aware and not to just pigeonhole yourself into, you yeah, know, think, one type like, of both groups need to like really Yeah, both. Yes, yeah, really. Cause, cause, you know, well, and, and our music back in the days, even the rap, they told both sides of it. Right. They had a song about selling drugs, then they had a song about getting locked up. Mm-hmm. You know, and if only thing I have a problem with Megan Stanley is with the prostitution part. Because I know real prostitute. And yeah. none of them got rich. Right. Well, when yeah. you say prostitute, okay, so she didn't say prostituting, but, but basically it's some what is the word? Insinuate innuendos or whatever uh-huh. of you know, having sex and receiving, you know, money for it or, you know, gifts or whatever have you. And it's almost glamorized. But then you have a movie like Cuties, you know, or you have TikToks where you're seeing these little girls, you know, especially where I grew up too in the hood, where you're seeing girls get pregnant at 14 or they're trying to live that type of lifestyle, but that's not really but, accurate. And they end see, up getting hurt. They end up guys, getting pregnant. They end up but getting But the guys STDs. are talking about murdering. So and the guys them. end up getting in jail. I was juvenile court um, a, a, a defender for juveniles as well and then it's the same thing I don't think it just should be like you said Lexi where it was just on the woman I think that is you know both guys and you know the girls to sort of think about what it is that we're putting out there and why because it's really for a coin it's for a bag 
It's my and, bag. Because you ain't finna get a whole bunch of views talking about voting or black power. You're not gonna you're not gonna rhapsody. I love rhapsody. I was gonna I say, because even okay, so before I, I say what on rhapsody and even 21 Savage, but what mm-hmm. I appreciate about WAP is mm-hmm. No, you're not gonna, you know, use me, have sex with me, and that's it. No, if you want me, I cost. I am valuable. I deserve what I want. And that's, and not to say like, you know, just because you sleep with a guy, he should give you. I'm not, I'm, cause again, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not um, condoning prostitution. Um, <laughs> sense. But yeah. at the same time, have a standard for yourself. And if your standard is you want to sleep with me, okay, be able to afford me, be able to afford the things that I need, you know, for my lifestyle. And if that's the, I'm but sorry. But that's not true. If, I'm sorry. But that's Just, not true. You keep telling but, a whole bunch of lies though. But, that's what, not I mean, uh, I'm, but I'm saying like, <laughs> if I, I'm, this is me talking, Alexia talking here. Okay. Like, Okay. I'm, I'm saying if my standard is like you, I've been watching girlfriends, her, she has a three month mm-hmm. rule, right? That is, that's a stipulation. So mm-hmm. if I say, um, you can't have sex with me unless I don't know, you buy me a phone or pay my tuition just to kiss me, you know, on my wet, you know, uh-huh. that's a stipulation. And if you can't, you know, pay, pay up, then guess but what? But that's not shallow. What would Jesus say? Look, I mean, <laughs> no, I if we're going to put Jesus in it, Jesus said, wait till I'm married anyway. Yeah. Um, but and that's all opinion yeah. anyway, I believe. Yeah. I don't put, like to put yeah. my opinion yeah. on people. Yeah. But like, but that- I... I just feel like that's what, for me, that's what yeah. that song was saying. One, know that what you have is good. Two, yeah. yes, they want your goodness. Three, put a price tag on your goodness. Don't just be getting no, out here for free. Is that something that I don't want my daughter listen, thinking that though? Like, what are we creating though, Lexi, though? Like, you are a woman, you are old enough to appreciate, you're mature enough to have the logical inner workings in your brain to figure that out but Mm -hmm. what i'm seeing is where it's younger girls who are 16 15 14 13 and they're getting younger to where they don't have that same but level of maturity but i think that is part of parenting um i can't allow megan the stallion someone my child i don't have children but like my nieces and nephews they aren't going to sit in Megan the Stallion's house. They're going to be in my house or their mama's house, their parents' mm-hmm. house. So it's the parents that should say, okay, now, baby, you see that she talking about her WAP. Do you know what that means? Do you? So I don't, I don't look at, again, our, you know, celebrities to speak for us. Right. They are people, you know, in that position to speak for us. And then you were saying about like, um, um, black black lives and like standing up for black black men. Um, how can she rap about you know this stuff? And I think like she's been doing her part. I believe on like standing up for 
in racial in racial i'm sorry racial injustice that's what i meant to say racial injustice and even when was it the bt awards um or it wasn't the Grammys because Grammys was it you talking about the Brianna Taylor Saturday Night Live. Live. You're right. Yeah. That's what we were talking about though. Like before and before she got attacked by Tory. Yeah, Tory, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tory Lane. Mm-hmm. That's when she came with protect the black women. She wasn't that political before Mm-mm. that. It was but, but, after that. But, and I yeah. can't. And I will say, like, I don't even think that's a downfall. I think I think it just reminds us that some things aren't in our vision until they are in our vision, oh, okay. until we are able to see it. Because even for myself, mm-hmm. I recognize um, domestic violence, but I was quick to say, well, why would she go back to somebody who had her hemmed up in a closet? Uh-uh. Don't do that unless and until you are in that situation, you don't know how you're going to react. And so like I look at Megan and all of a sudden she has a platform where she's able to say, yes, protect black women. What happened was not okay. And I stood with her and said, yes, girl, thank you for using your platform because yes, children are watching you. People are watching you. And so if you don't use your platform, then you're really causing harm to black women, black people. I think it should be both ways because what I think I'm seeing nowadays is where um, is this, like, for example, where Ice Cube introduced his platinum plan, Mm -hmm. you had, um, and then they, you know, he has so much backlash because of the fact that he entertained what Trump had to say. Um, you had where you had the hashtag blame the black men because they were saying how black men were, you know, voting larger in larger numbers for Trump this year than they did <clears throat> last year. And then you had black women. It seemed like it was a pitting against us. Mm-hmm. And so I it to me, it seems like during the civil rights movement, we supported each other. Right the movement I don't think would not have existed if it was not for not just Martin Luther King or Malcolm X or, you know, any of these great heroes, but the Angela Davises as well. But, you know, and other black women who, you know, you, you saw more of a cohesiveness, it seems like, whereas today is a pitting. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I just think that it's just, a, and it, it just, it comes out in not just politics, but then also in our music. But with Meg, I just, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, that's just not my preference. I understand what you're saying as far as, and I totally agree with you that it is definitely up to the parents to say, listen, honey, this is just for entertainment because look at how they are really living in real life. Or even what I do with my kids is use real life examples from, you know, kids that I have to defend um, or, you know, females that I have to defend, you know, that are juveniles to show, okay, this is what they're saying here. And this is what they're showing in these music videos, but this is the consequences. This is the real life of what happens. Mm -hmm. But then I realized that not all of the kids, the kids that I'm defending they didn't have that structure in their home mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying when they see the, the kids the guys on the phone with the money phones talking about shooting talking about killing it's so many kids dying nowadays Lexi mm-hmm. with these with these rappers and stuff like that it's just it's, it's just too much it's just too much for me and I think it's just too fast and we do have to still I think look you know at like 
just be aware of what it is that we're contributing. Mm-hmm. That's all, I guess. I And I'll bring it up again. I said his name earlier, 21 Savage. 21, yeah, you did say that. That's right. Uh-huh. 21 Savage, he's Canadian, right? Um, you, Is he Canadian or he's from British, the UK? Uh, you're right. Uh, let's, um, I I thought he was... Um, Tory Lanez Canadian. Tory Lanez is Canadian. Uh-huh. I'm, y'all got me mixing up everybody. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so he's in Atlanta right now, but you're right. He's, um, he was born in London, but like mm-hmm. just was it last year? He was saying how, you know, like Lil Wayne was saying like he is removed from the quote unquote black plight, but then fast forward, you know, when he's facing deportation, I need help people. They aren't treating me right. You know, uh-huh. so it, wasn't until it was in his vision that he was, yeah. able to say, wait a minute, y'all. It's not just happening to the poor people. It's also happening to people like me. And uh-huh. so, um, uh, one of my favorite songs right now is by him, 21 Savage. And he's been talking, um, about, you know, um black on white black black and white crime and it's like this is what we this is what we need right here you know right and then um is it little baby he's all yeah it's bigger than black and white i love that oh, yeah. song. I love that love song. Him, yes. um yes. so i would say about. yes that's what we're talking about he could he didn't have he to, didn't have to do that if he didn't want to he, mm-hmm. every song he did he was going platinum on and, and during the corona he made that mm-hmm. that gave me a whole lot of respect for him yeah i yeah. liked his music before but that that song right yeah. there is like one of my favorite songs yeah you know yeah and that's why so, like you know and of course Lil Baby don't just talk about politics. So like, yeah. I think, right. I think it, we have to give our, our musicians, especially our young musicians, the chance yeah. to be able to talk yeah. about these types of things that are important. But like even Megan, she still uses her platform. It may not be in her music, but like she go and clean up the beach. You know, that's something mm. that's still helping out, you know, the community. But yeah, I okay. think we just... Just give them just a little chance to just be give able a little to, bit of chance, have patience with them. Yeah, to be able to use their platform. Yeah, that but, was a good debate for the audience. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna appreciate that one. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I guess I'm gonna switch it back on you, um, LaRonda. Um, you have been in Atlanta, and I know again you're in Albany now. No, we're in like, Atlanta now. We okay. moved from Albany. Albany to Atlanta. So you are in yes. Atlanta. All right, yes. got that clarified. Yes. So COVID happened, we were on lockdown and people were just expressing themselves in so many ways. And one of those ways was rioting and looting. Yes. So as this is, I'm going to like just throw in a listener letter here um, and connectors out there. Don't forget to subscribe to my website where you will get all exclusive news. You will see who is an upcoming artist and you would be able to ask them questions and get them answered right here on Amps Connected Podcast. So um, yeah, email me if you have a question, info.ampsconnected at gmail.com. 
Okay. So LaRonda, this is um, just since we're right here, um, a quick listener letter. Mm -hmm. You are an employment and a business and a criminal and a personal injury and a premises attorney. So during the riots, the looting, this listener, this connector, um, their, their small business was affected. They... I'm, I'm just skimming through. So we cut down on time. Okay. Um, uh, they had a lot of property damage. Windows were broken and some of their merchandise were stolen. So what advice for the future? Because um, obviously, like, I don't think you can do anything for the past now. But if there is, you know, something like this that happens, we have this president who wants to sue because he doesn't want to lose. Um, yeah. So how do you suggest a business protect themselves from things like looting? I'm glad that you asked me that, Lexi, because actually I'm going, um, I'm doing building black businesses, well, building black business owners now where I'm going and speaking with um, small business owners, especially black owned business owners um, in Metro Atlanta. And then also hopefully uh, nationwide <laughs> as well, um, with regards to what it is that they can do to make sure that they are legally sound and have a good foundation. One of the things that I learned throughout the pandemic, especially when it came to pandemic relief, there were a lot, a lot of black owned businesses who did not qualify for um, relief because of the fact that they didn't even have an EIN. Mm. You know, they were operating under you know their social security number or as a sole proprietor wow. and you needed business banking accounts separate from your personal banking account in order to have funds deposited so there were a lot of us who were disqualified because of something that is just so foundational wow um so one of the things that i would definitely suggest is that mm -hmm. um going in the future you definitely going to have to have a commercial insurance uh, policy yeah you see the cat <laughs> did you see the cat yes our cat we just She's saying to protect your business against looters. Oh, do you say protected against looters? Well, I guess the way you answered it. I guess the way you answered it was perfect because that was also yeah. an issue. Like they did not qualify. So, oh. like, um, what would then? I'm. This is my own personal question. Off that, your answer. What do you think, as a mm -hmm. new business owner, what would be the first thing to do? Because you said um, most of them who were disqualified, they were sole owners, um, proprietors, sole, pri sole proprietors. So, do you suggest automatically going and get an LLC, or what should I do? Well, what I would say, number one, is to, first of all, make sure that your business name that you intend on using is not taken, number one, because of the fact that you don't want anyone to claim later on that, oh, well, this was my business name first. So this is my trade name first. So that would be number one. Um, number two, definitely get an EIN. E e you need to determine how it is that you want to um, be formed. Uh, what type of entity you want to use, whether it be an LLC or Inc or Corp. Um, I'm not going to go into all of the differences because, you know, there are different nuances between, you know, the different types of entities, um, but you want to get that, you know, ASAP. Okay. And then also, 
I guess there there's an argument or a debate amongst whether or not you should get, you know, let's say you have a logo or your name, but you should, you should get it trademarked and things of that sort um, first or whether or not you should register, you know, in your in your state to operate as a legal entity first. Mm -hmm. um, and I really do think that it depends on what it is that you're trying to do. If you are creative and your audience are is creative, they definitely want to be able to speak with a trademark and patent attorney to, you know, protect their brand, to protect their logos, to protect their intellectual property. Mm -hmm. um, but then also make sure that you are properly registered in your state. Mm. Um, you know, to make sure, and then different states have different ways that you would, um, you know, go about doing this. But yeah, I think those at the minimum, you know, you want to make sure that you have that EIN, you know, you register in your state, um, your intellectual property or your, your, your is, is protected or your trade names or your, 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 your trade, uh, your, 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 whatever your intellectual property is, whether it be again, your logo, your name, whatever is protected um, as well. And his cat keeps hitting my feet. I'm sorry, Lexi. He's a kid. No, no, that was that was an excellent response because we do forget about like you know the simplest little thing like an EIN, right? And to say yes. like that could determine the difference between actually paying your employees or even yourself versus waiting on another twelve hundred dollar check, right? Right. Yep. Yep. Wow. Yep. Wow. Yep. That's it's good to absolutely, know. Absolutely. In a business that I'm working with, well, one of the businesses that I'm working with now, when I tell you she is super successful, you know, um, she's in the beauty industry and she's really a successful business. But again, you know, she was disqualified because of the fact that she did not have an EIN. And, you know, I didn't realize how many people were out there, you know, especially with Black businesses that don't realize that, you know, no, you do need that, you know, um, you, that EIN number is really important for you to be established as a legal a, a business. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, determining like I said, whether you're going to do an LLC or Inc or corporate, that is really important, even with yourself and being sued, you know, mm -hmm. because if you are sole proprietor, you injure someone, they yes. can sue you, they come in for your yes. stuff, yes. you know, it's not like you have that extra layer of protection, you know, versus if you were incorporated or were LLC or whatever have you, so, wow. and make sure you have your insurance, because if you had your insurance, um, even with looters, I don't think that the, the, the policy would have excluded um, looters. I'm not sure you would have to read, you know, the, the policy, um, but you definitely want to make sure, too, that not only do you have your proper per, uh, your license or permits or whatever industry it is that you're in, but then you also want to make sure as well that you have insurance coverage. Okay. Yeah, that's a good tip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just a did simple I, did thing. I cover it? It's the little things. I, I thought that was a good response. So thank you for okay. answering. Um, yes. And I did roll off. It is rolled off so nicely. All of these different types of fields that you practice in law, mm -hmm. employment, business, criminal, personal injury, and premises. So tell me, what is a typical day like for you as an attorney that practices in such various um, 
focuses? Okay, so, well, now that it's in the middle of the pandemic, it's a little uh, bit different now. The pandemic has changed how we all have worked. So I am working from home. You see, we have our studio down here. Uh, so, yeah, this is, I'm in my in the basement where the studio is. But um, typically I have actually a couple of different cases that I'm working on now. I have breast a breastfeeding litigation um, case or a breastfeeding litigation claim where um, under federal law, women who are nursing their babies, the the job, the place where they're working must provide them with facilities in order to express or pump their milk for their children. Hmm. And the law goes on to say hmm. that it must, you must have a, you know, a, a door that locks. The woman cannot pump in the bathroom. They can't pump in, you know, um, in a facility to where somebody is able to walk in on them. Mm -hmm. So I have a, um, a lady who's a nurse and she was discriminated in that manner. And so I'm, I have you know, that claim, uh, which would fall under employment law. Mm -hmm. I have a premises liability claim as well that I'm working on. And it's so unfortunate. It's against the church. Mm. And I'm like, oh, that sounds so bad. But what happens is um, my client, she was uh, standing in line at a community event at the church. And a guy came who was apparently drunk and he pushed her down. Mm. And this she was elderly she fell and she broke her kneecap mm -hmm. normally um, with us younger people she would you know we would have recuperated but with her it's been two or three years and she's had to get knee wow. replacements yeah so we had to sue the church because <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> you know so that's um and then um for a criminal case I have a case which actually is in Albany and it's really unfortunate I'm not going to really go into the details there um with this case, but uh, yeah, it's, a, it's someone I could say at least the age, they're 14 years old. One of the, my passions are, you know, not just our people, but young people. Mm -hmm. um, when I was working in Albany as a juvenile defender, you know, I was like, dang, you just realize like, you know, our youth, it's, it's just different. It's, mm -hmm. it's, you know, they're, they're headed in the wrong direction. And so, you know, I do like working with our youth. Um, to me, it's more so rehabilitative and trying mm -hmm. to give them hope rather than, you know, punitive, you know. So, you know, I'll wake up and I sort of have my days, depending on what it is that I have to do. Um, that day, I'll work either on employment law that, you know, mm -hmm. Tuesdays might be something else. And yeah, that's it. And then in the midst of me nursing and caring for kids and stuff oh. like that. So we make it work. And doing a podcast. So yeah, <laughs> you did say five babies. Yes. Cause when I when I met you, I know you had your oldest daughter. We just had three. Son. Yes. We just oh, had wow. three. Oh. I had the the other two later on. Mm -hmm. A woman, if you're gonna have a baby, push them out when you're in your thirties and go because let me let me tell you, get <laughs> in your mid to late thirties and you try to pop them out, just I just pray. Oh. <laughs> this cat is gonna because let me tell you, it requires energy. Mm -hmm. and these, yeah. And uh, these, uh, yeah, these two, they give me a run for my money. But Aww. they're blessings. So we have our tribe. Yeah. <laughs> and then you also, yes. um, you sing, you rap. How is that going? Yes. 
Okay, so I wish we could. I said, gee, I t- we we have some of my stuff out where you could listen, but I like I said, that to me is the it's the 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 the, the therapy part. I really. I really, 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 really enjoy the creative aspect of the podcast and connecting with other people and creating music and create, you know, being able to come up with ideas on how it is that, you know, um, just the creative process of just production. And my husband, shouts out to him because he is self-taught. And let me tell you, he is the baddest man in the land on that editing tip, the video tip. And I just, what? You have to check out some of this stuff. I mean, really no, I'm waiting for him yeah. to chime in look, so he, he can tell me. He's so, look, he's so, he is so, he's so, he's a cancer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, oh, I know cancers are emotional, so. <laughs> I'm just getting started. I'm, you know, I'm just getting started. Yeah. You're just getting started. Wait, yeah. ask, divert it now to him. Yeah, and I'm waiting. Like, you're just also, sitting back in the cut. Yeah, look. Uh, y'all was talking, <laughs> you know, uh, a lot of important stuff. Oh, I mean, but it's a legal podcast too. So, um, so yeah, come on, G, tell me what is a typical day like for you? Well, I do a lot of production. I, you know, I um, I um, I edit a lot of people' videos, and not like just locally. Mm-hmm. You know, I do a lot. Of, then I do a lot of like her commercials and it just mostly at a computer. Okay. <laughs> I mean, ain't nothing wrong with that, especially because that's the, the way of the world now. Right. Always at a Zoom meeting. Yeah. And it's like I got to, you know, my, my podcast is not that popular yet. But, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm trying growing. to push it. You know, yeah. I'm trying to push it. And it takes a lot of hours, and you know, and just like. But I have a EIN on it. Hey. Yes, like you he has the EIN number. Hello. <laughs> we, set him up. we set him up right. So, but yeah, that's what I just mostly do. Just production. And, you know, occasionally a little music production. But he is gifted. He is. Look, okay. Hey, do I need you better? Could you you better beat your boo up. <laughs> yeah. He is so yeah, so so. Let you let the people decide. decide if, mm-hmm. you know, well, what's going on? you know, we mm-hmm. we we've been. He he is just really awesome. I think and really deserves a lot of credit because when I tell you, he will sit editing my stuff, his stuff, mm-hmm. like other ish. Yeah, like, that's amazing. Oh, and, and you really, I don't, I didn't appreciate the production process until having the podcast. I don't know if you feel the same way. Uh-huh. You just think, uh-huh. oh, I'm going to do a podcast and mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be so cool and awesome. And I'm just going to connect. Oh, hell no. Mm-hmm. It is a lot that goes on behind the scenes. Yes. You know. Probably keep the middle man out. So. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's up. Um, I especially with COVID is keeping you, you yeah, know, home right now. Hello, so, yeah, like, whatever you have, you you gotta just push it and try to make it. You know, uh huh. So that's you won't true. have to. Mm-hmm. But I've I've definitely enjoyed this time being at home because oh now I can see mm-hmm. you know I have been able yes. To just, oh. <laughs> 
sit and not have to go places or I have to have been in, yeah. uh, you know, quarantine. So it forces mm-hmm. me to, you know, work on other stuff that maybe I would not have yeah. had time for. So, yeah, I, I, I get that. I told COVID did make you make everything slow down. And I think really self-reflect and, you know, think mm-hmm. about, okay, what am I doing? Where do I want to go? Mm-hmm. What is God trying to say? Like, what is the purpose? You know, it, I really was able to slow down and just really reflect. Yeah. And that was good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so how about whenever um, you said that you have, your kids and you've been at home and you of course work all these different jobs how has it been like being a mom being a dad COVID being in Atlanta where it doesn't seem like things have really shut down um how (laughs) how has that been like and especially again Uh, like you have young babies how has that been yeah well we been staying out of you know the extra crowded type stuff. Everybody's still moving, but we've been you yeah. know a little isolated. Yeah, the mm-hmm. kids are doing virtual school. Oh, they are. Um, we have this so like yes, so we have this millennial thing going on where my sister and her two children are also living with us. Okay. We do have a nice size home though, so it's not like how you would think. Like, damn, I have all those people in one house. No, we, everybody has their own space and. You don't hear nobody now. Uh-huh. <laughs> and but my sister, she has been such an excellent help. Um, with you know, especially with me having a six-month-old. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and so she has been super supportive there. The kids, they sort of like they're on their own schedule. Like my my three oldest kids, they are independent enough to where it's okay. Y'all know that which I gotta do. We get emails from the schools if there's missing assignments, so we're on their ass. Like, uh-huh. wait a minute. Like, and then and then that's the thing about it. If we have to stop doing what we're doing, like let's say we got a text or an email saying, Oh, missing assignment or this text, we stop what we're doing and say, Hey, what the hell is going on? Hey, like we have to clarify that. We live in the greater Atlanta area. Yeah. Hey. So we so we live in, in, in the Forsyth County. Yeah. So we kind of live in the suburbs. Kinda, yeah. You know Lakeland, what I mean? Yeah. So, we, yeah, we live so all we the white from the, 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 the poorest county in Georgia. Yeah. The to, richest to one county. of the wealthiest For, counties. Wow. So, yeah. So, that's the, I'm just saying, that's the advantages. You get the phone calls mm-hmm. and teach Yeah. Call no, I hear you. Yeah. 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 Talk about that. Yes. Yeah. I, I, can I just say that? Say this really mm-hmm. quickly, Lexi. And I'm yeah. glad that you said this. One of the things that you know, coming living from, and I told you earlier, we were in Albany, where mm-hmm. it's the you know, it's the number seven poorest uh, city in the United States. Mm-hmm. But then, as far as in um, Georgia is concerned, this cat is like really tripping. <laughs> like, what is you doing? Okay, but it's a very very poor county mm-hmm. and the, you know see how the kids were struggling there with education I told you I defended kids in juvenile court mm-hmm. when I tell mm-hmm. you like you talking about gangs gang sh- uh, shootings mm-hmm. just a whole bunch of just ridiculousness I'm about to kick the cat out yeah. oh no this <laughs> <laughs> uh, all of the ridiculousness that you know goes on there and it's really directly related to poverty mm-hmm. um you know with our kids 
they didn't if they was missing assignments we didn't find out that they were missing assignments and things right. of that sort until like your nine weeks um the nine weeks what is it called nine yeah. weeks period, semesters yeah Pro- yeah, yeah, yeah yeah right you're yeah. right i'm talking about yeah, semester yeah. progress yeah, yeah you're right so progress report yeah, yeah. So you don't really you know realize what their progress is now here you know, we're living, we live in the wealthiest county um, in Georgia and the kids, they go to good public schools. But when I tell you anything that them kids do, any assignments that they're missing, any tests, they are emailing you, they're calling you on the phone, they're texting mm-hmm. you. They make sure that you're in loop about what is going on with your kids. So there's no excuse. And just living mm-hmm. and seeing the differences between living in like a rural, you know, poor county and coming to a wealthy county and just seeing mm-hmm. the differences, even with how the, the community is treated. Mm-hmm. In Forsyth County, there are a lot of meth heads. Mm-hmm. Like meth is a big deal, but but they don't shun the meth heads mm-hmm. out. You go to the Dollar General and the Dollar Tree and the fast food restaurants or whatever have you, or, you know, you see the meth heads that, you know, they're integrated in the community. Mm-hmm. But when you go to, you know, a poor county and it's a whole bunch of us, mm-hmm. it's not like that. They tend to be shunned, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just so many differences, Lexi, with living yeah. in a predominantly black, rural, poor county mm-hmm. and then coming to even how the kids are disciplined, Lexi. When I tell you the kids here, they're able to wear whatever the hell they want to wear, um, whether it be pro- no dress code. No really? dress code. Wow. They fight. Mm-hmm. They get in fights and go to the ISS. Back in Albany, um, where we came from, them kids fight. They are getting an automatic five or ten days mm-hmm. out of school suspension. Mm-hmm. So guess what ends up happening? They, Our kids are more. They drop out. They more behind. like. But then the kids here, they get a chance, and these are mm-hmm. white kids, and it's like, oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. Like when they talk about white privilege. It is not, this is something that I can really say I have seen touch Phil, even as an attorney, I have seen touch, child, let me tell you, (laughs) let me tell you, girl. So I am working for the Georgia Justice Project. Like I'm doing some cases where I'm doing um, some expungements Mm -hmm. on the Mm -hmm. side. Like if you have a, a, um, a, what you call it, if you have a record or whatever, and you try to um, get, you're trying to get you know, jobs or access to whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing this, right? So I got three cases, right? Mm-hmm. So two of them was, one was a black girl, one was a white, uh, a black guy, and the other was a white lady. She was probably like in her fifties, right? And so the two black people, they had been, you know, it was barriers, 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 like serious barriers for them to be able to, you know, try to even get jobs, right? Mm-hmm. And they had like, they had a, they didn't have an extensive rap sheet. You know, the one girl, she just had like theft related charges and the other guy, he had like theft, he had like drug related charges or whatever have you. He may have gotten arrested maybe five times in his life. Right. Mm-hmm. So I get this white lady's file child. And let me tell you, this lady has a criminal record going back to like the nineties homegirl was in and out of jail she was like you know selling drugs trafficking drugs doing drugs mm-hmm. she got all types of felonies guess what hmm. that did not limit her she was wow. able to marry 
well. And honey, mm-hmm. when I tell you she has her own organization where she's working in prisons, where she's now having people that report to her, mm-hmm. like she she don't even know how to properly fill out her application right. She needs her assistance to do that. Mm-hmm. And to me, it was just so mind boggling because you see where this lady had an extensive rap sheet mm-hmm. and how she was still able to you know, go further than the other folks who were, you know, had limited criminal histories and they still trying to struggle mm-hmm. to get a regular job. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's just really. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And that goes back to um, you were talking about the education and it just mm-hmm. trickles on down. And why I was saying people like Betsy, is it Betsy or Betty? I think it's Betsy. DeVoe. Yeah, Betsy, Betsy DeVos. Yeah, right. She's uh-huh. like, you know, she won't be able to see how the children in Albany are affected because she's in um what it fourth fourth right? What is it? What's the county that you're in now? I don't know. Forsyth. 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 Uh, Forsyth. Okay. Like, you know, she's, that's how she grew up. And so she's used to, you know, allowing kids to be children, to dress how they want to, to, you know, go to ISS so that you can still do your homework. Yeah. So you can graduate on time, but Mm. she's not recognizing that our children are being put out of school. Yeah. Thing you know, they're going right to prison because they have nothing else to do, yep. and the cycle just com- gets just repeats Continue. itself. Yep, yep. Yes, that yes. is yes. That's, yes. That's why I think it's so important. Like people talk about, you know, the local election. I mean, I'm sorry, they talk about the presidency, but they forget about the local the election. Local election. Yes, you know, the school board who is placing these harsh policies on our children. Um, there's a Netflix show, Grand Army. If you haven't watched okay. it, it's that uh-huh. is something that, yeah, you asked me earlier what I've been watching. That's something that I binge. And it uh-huh. shows uh-huh. exactly that, except it shows how white students and black students are treated differently in the same school. Or better yet, mm-hmm. how black students are punished harshly. Yeah. Harshly. Harshly. Yep. And so- yep. Um, that's this is going to bring me to um, my next segment, which is where in the world, which is I give you a ticket. It's an imaginary ticket, of course. And okay. you can go anywhere in the world you want uh-huh. and you can basically bring anybody you want or you can go to the place to meet somebody. So yeah. as an example, I'll go first. Um, I would like to go to Poland because okay. one, I've never been to Poland, but two, uh-huh. um, and in this, <laughs> I also bring a little world news. Um, we were just talking about the presidency. We know that the president appointed Amy Coney Barrett. Um, if you did not know, mm-hmm. Amy Coney Barrett is a person who believes Roe v. Wade should be reversed. I do not believe in that. Yeah. I think that women should yeah. have the right to govern their own body. I don't believe that yeah. the government should tell me what I can and cannot do. Which, yeah. So absolutely. I would like to go to Poland because they are protesting just that um, uh, against abortion. So 
um, that's why I would go to Poland just to stand in solidarity with all the people who are affected by these types of laws. So right. I'm gonna push it on you now. Um, Man, you had, first, yeah, 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 go, go first. Yeah, go first. I want to go to Jamaica. <laughs> you, you said Jamaica. I'm sorry, your phone was getting out. Yeah, yeah, Jamaica. Well, I well, I'll give you a toast of Jamaica, yeah. of this Jamaican red stripe. Yeah, <laughs> ask him what he want to well, go to Jamaica for. Well, Lexi. Well, 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 well. <laughs> so, come on, G, tell me what is your purpose of going to Jamaica? Um, and who would you bring with you and why? I would, I would take my wife and no kids. Uh-huh. That sounds hard, so. <laughs> I mean, this is a free trip, so. I just want to um, see the beach. You want to see the beach? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if, if that's a code word, okay, we'll see the beach. <laughs> Plenty of it. <laughs> All day, every day. I had to do my second because I know y'all two was going deep, you know, pro-choice. And I know you, so I had to just go second. So in the middle, because I know you're going to come deep again. Oh, my God. I I don't want to follow y'all up with Jamaica. (laughs) So, so, yeah, where would you want to (laughs) go? Um... I really, really, Lexi, what I, I really mm-hmm. want to do is to travel um, to different places and see, like, again, I'm just fascinated with our culture. I think we have, a our culture is just awesome globally. Mm-hmm. So I really want to go to Africa. Yeah. I know it sounds like so. Belly. Yeah, like it sounds so cliche. Oh, you black, you want to go to Africa. Uh-uh. The motherland. <laughs> the motherland. No, I, I really would like, I'm really interested in learning about Black um, culture globally, mm-hmm. you know, so like if, for instance, for example, um, before Maria, Hurricane Maria hit, I want to go to uh, Puerto Rico and they had a town there where um, that one of the, the cities, I can't think of the name of it, they were Black people, mm-hmm. um, of course I was Spanish speaking. But that's what I want to do, like to be able to go to these di- the different countries, Australia, they have indigenous people, mm-hmm. you know, China, you know, they have black mm-hmm. people over in China, too. Huh. Like, I'm just so interested in black culture, but globally. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm not going to even like, oh, my God, you need to edit that. <laughs> I mean, I think there are certain places I will yeah. be avoiding due to yes. The pandemic. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with that. Like, I keep saying, listeners, I have said it, I don't know, a billion times. I really want to go mm-hmm. on an eat, pray, love trip. Like, yes. all of Africa. Yes. Um, yeah. Maybe, like, start in West Africa, go down Uh South, go East and like make my way back up into Egypt and then maybe go over on to Italy and stuff like that. I don't know. But like that, that is a trip that I really want to do. Did you ever do on my sister? She did. I want the, um, what is it called? What is the D it's not the DNA thing where you find out your. Oh yeah. 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 Like the 23 and me. 
Not the 23 and me. Oh, the African? Because there's the, yeah, African, the one that's one. African one. Yeah, no, I'm. Oh, I can say that. <laughs> what is it? He said, don't say bootleg. The <laughs> other one, the African one. No, because they said. Uh -huh. African ancestry or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Did, yeah. You, did you do your roots or anything? I I'll have, find out where. I have not. I'm kind of weary of like. Ah, uh, uh, Leary, I think that's the right word, of like uh -huh. giving my data to, and I know that like they collect my data uh -huh. on Facebook and stuff like that, but I feel like that's a little bit yeah, more physical. Yeah. And like, I don't know, the type of things that I've seen these researchers work on. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure just yet. Oh, hell. Because you got the inside. Oh, I mean, like, I don't okay. tell me you a damn whistleblower. <laughs> no, no, no. Say, let me, <laughs> let me clarify that. I've never, I've never seen one of our researchers work on ancestry, yeah. um, African ancestry or 23 no. things like that. But like, for an example, one of our researchers were re researchers is working on um, fake news, um, facts, and people who are fake people on the internet. And he has developed this program that recognizes fake people on the internet because wow. Like, oh wow and it's it blew my mind because like it's he has this website where like you it's you just press enter and every single person that comes up is a fake person, but they look just as real as you and I, like, mm -hmm. unless like the website glitches. Cause every, like every so often it may have a glitch and you can see like the nose is off or something, but he's like, yeah, this is real. Like people are doing things like this. Like if you've, if you've heard of deep fake where like they're fake, people like in a video like they've just manipulated so like you can see like a person that looks like a yeah. real person so he I haven't seen the, <coughs> the video but the professor said yeah I'll send you a video soon of a fake person and so like these types of things are real so I'm just like no maybe I are should those protect. bots is that the same thing as a bot yeah that would be considered a bot like so it's are they under fake profile or are they using fake images like with robots yeah like, so yeah. like so like the images that i saw would be like you know holding like a piece of paper like i don't know that they're um talking about whatever it is right yeah i think that this person is real because they look like a real person but it's yeah computer generated person who is spewing fake news oh. how are you serious i am very serious and they yeah. intrude in instagram and youtube and all that other yes. stuff too yes yes and so like he's working with one of the government agencies like to help deter these types of things um because they are harmful right like yeah. they are disseminating you know again fake news or they are being used for criminal purposes so mm -hmm. yeah i don't know my data is kind of sensitive so yeah. <laughs> maybe in a couple years i may you know submit my stuff for but NHS, right now but it's like uh, i'm not sure when I, when I watch those it's like only four tribes you can come from so that would make me like is that legitimate maybe it is not tribes you mean because um, I mean, 
Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's really like they have. Well, they say you're from this tribe. So I use tribe because that's what the word they use. They say uh, you come from this uh -huh. tribe. Yeah. You come from this tribe in Africa. Yeah. You come from this. But it's like four of them. That's common, mm -hmm. huh? It's well, common. Like the, everyone I've seen on you know, YouTube, right? I'm sure it's more than that. that. So yeah. I don't know if they take your you know, information that make you one of those tribes, even though you could be in a whole different tribe. Conspiracy. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just right? About the legitimacy. That's yeah. just me. I'm not, yeah. you know, they can prove me wrong, but yeah. I'm just saying. The science yeah. behind it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know. Yeah. It seems cool. <laughs> yeah. It's very cool. And I'm not like deterring, you know, anybody from doing it. I think it's awesome to know exactly where you come from. But for me right now, I'm good knowing that good. I got a little bit of Indian in me. My mama black, my daddy black, you yeah. know. American descendants of slaves. Amos. Yes. I don't know if you've heard of them, Yvette Carnell, but that's something else. Yes. Like, yes. I oh, do. Yeah, her. Yes. Because um, she and I think um, the guy's name is Brown. Last name is Brown. Um, Antonio, uh, the who does the wealth gap? He, he, yep. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. Yes, ma'am. I have not listened to her in years. I actually liked her. Um, really? Yes. Yeah. Really? Yes, because oh, like I yeah. like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what yeah. was you gonna say? No, I just like listening to because she was a she's a huge proponent of reparations. Yes. Yeah. Talk about it, Lexi. Yeah. <laughs> well, we for another hour, but yeah. Uh, right, 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 right. <laughs> no, um, I just I don't know. I appreciate people who have like you know all different types of perspectives because like some things I don't right. even think about. Like hell yeah, I'm owed some reparations. That's right. You know, yes, ma'am. Um, yes. But like <laughs> I I don't know. Maybe one day I'll I'll go see where I'm really, really from. Who knows? Maybe, you know, I'm actually, you know, I think, what, what is she, Tamil, Kamala Harris? Maybe I'm Tamil, uh -huh. um, which is an, if, you know what I learned today, y'all? What? India is a continent. Yeah. And that it is not a country. So it's incorrect to say that, even though she says it herself, just you know, for uh, general on GP, yeah. Um, she said that she, Kamala Harris said that she is half Indian, but actually she's half Tamil, half Jamaican. So you know, mm -hmm. who knows? Maybe if I submit my DNA, they'll come back and say I'm half Tamil too. I don't know, <laughs> but um, <laughs> until then, I'm, I'm good. But y'all, yeah. um, yeah. we have been yeah, one of the four tribes, yeah. <laughs> and that's fine too. I can be you. I that is that is so fine with me. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna have to... Look, but look, GP's talking about we have to wrap it up. Yeah, look, but I don't um, want to. I have just one more question oh, for you. Um, yes. Just as a wrap up. What advice can you give to someone who is interested in pursuing law? Um, if you want to go specifically into um, your areas of expertise, that's amazing. And also to you, G, tell me, um, you know, what advice both of you can you give advice to any connector out there interested in going into production or into the attorney world? Well, I can go first with with the podcast. 
you're going to have to do a lot of marketing because you know when you come out with a podcast. And we started it off and been off and on since 17. Yeah. That's but- when I just – so it's not as easy as, you know, you think you're just going to put on great episodes, but let – Letting everybody else hear it mm-hmm. is the problem. And how you're going to get it out to everybody else mm-hmm. is the situation with production of podcasts. That's what I would say. So just be patient. Mm-hmm. I guess build up your episode. And I guess one day when the right person get it or the right people get it, mm-hmm. you'll be successful. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's not successful because we do it for the principle anyway. Yeah. But well, sometimes when you do things for a principal, it might not be even popular. Popular, mm-hmm. yeah. So, that's true. I, I think can I can I piggyback off of what yeah. you just said? I think that that's mm-hmm. something that was really good. What he said, I think that um, go into it. It like we we do this podcast because we love it. We we this is just something that you know we are passionate about. We don't expect to make a whole bunch of profit or anything. Or, you know, off of it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what you were saying as far as you, you understand what your goal is, is your goal to be profitable or is your goal to be able to, you know, do this as a creative outlet or to inform the masses or your audience? So it's because something that you're just passionate about doing mm-hmm. um, because it does take a lot of marketing, um, promoting and things of that sort um, that we didn't even consider, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, we just thought, oh, you know it's a podcast you just gonna go out and just do such and such and such and then realize like wait a minute and I, I would even say with my husband seeing him transition from doing the audio and you know even the video production and seeing the different equipment and seeing how you know he's self-taught mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and, and just to see all of that work just to come together I mean the end product like I said is something that I'm proud of it's something that I love the message mm-hmm. and who it is that we are and not having to um, put on airs and, you know, to speak a certain way and to be authentically ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, because that is something that was very important to me, um, is to be able to be my authentic self. Um, and I'm sure with, with you as well. Um, but it is a lot of work, but you just keep doing it, keep mm-hmm. being consistent. Cause like I said, it was what, two thousand, almost three years ago. And at one point it was like, oh my gosh, you but think still. That you have all these friends and all that, but you get more love from people. You don't yes. yes. You get more love from strangers than yes. even sometimes yeah. with your own friends and family. That's something so, else. You just yeah. gotta keep mm-hmm. doing it. But I can't talk, like I have reached the. Zenith, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, I feel like, you know, eventually it's starting to pick up momentum eventually. Yeah. For our niche. I mean, yeah. this is not so to have a cult following, Lexi, like even with your music, I'm sure you have people who are like dead on fans or people mm-hmm. that you just know are your followers and who are gonna support you no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it is. We don't necessarily want to be popular because mm-hmm. when you popular you have to sometimes water down your 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 message especially if you have people who want to yeah. invest in you or yeah, to be do, a part we, of the you know we want to you know, well i do other people's stuff for the money mm-hmm. and i do mine for love yeah mm-hmm. i mean you know love of money mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i i guess um LaRonda, you would say the same for um being an attorney 
This is what I want to see. Lexi, I promise if I can make every Black person a business owner, I would. Mm -hmm. Um, Initially, again, my thought, my goal was, first of all, let me back up. Don't be scared of entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what I want to tell, you know, especially Black people. Don't be afraid to take a risk and bet on yourself. Do not be scared of entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that even with black professionals, we are raised or we are conditioned to think, oh, well, you know, we're going to go and we're going to get this degree and we're going to work for this person. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because we fear not being able to manage, you know, our, a business or a practice. So one of the things that I would say to aspiring professionals, not just, you know, a, a, attorneys per se, don't be scared of entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Um, you are able, what I've noticed is that because of the fact that I am not working for someone else, I am able to talk to you and, you know, just be authentic and, you know, not be watered down. Um, because I think that sometimes depending on where we work, it creates watered down versions of ourselves and we mm-hmm. have to censor, you know, how it is that we truly feel and what we believe because of the fact that, you know, you're still working for someone else and you're representing someone else. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say, yeah, don't be afraid of entrepreneurship and, you know, being able to create that legacy for your family, for yourself, Mm -hmm. um, your children, if you have them. Mm-hmm. And here at Amps Connected Podcast, we <laughs> encourage people to be their full authentic yes. selves because yeah. that's yes. really what makes the world go round. People yes. like ourselves who aren't afraid to just get out there and do what they love to do. Yes. Yeah. And in the, in the arts, Lexi, thank you so much for doing this show, because mm-hmm. again, you're highlighting how important it is, you know, for the arts and to be able to, to connect people from all over, mm-hmm. you know, with different artistic abilities. I mm-hmm. think it's awesome. And that's also a passion. Pursue that. I spoke earlier about, you know, um, having these childhood passions and things that we 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 like to do and then we start adulting and forget about them right you know so write if you know you that's what you used to do when you were a child write you know mm-hmm. if you used to act act song mm-hmm. song you know do that mm-hmm. you know don't be too adultish right you know <laughs> allow yourself to be creative mm-hmm. and stretch yourself yeah <laughs> Oh, thank you guys. Um, before we get out of here, um, let the connectors mm-hmm. know where they can find you, how they can contact you. You want me? You want yeah, me to you can okay. So on Instagram, we are at brandhood legal. That's brandhood legal, B-R-A-N-D-H-O-O-D-L-E-G-A-L. And on YouTube. Because we do have a podcast that we do on YouTube as well, where you could actually see us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's at Hood Legal Podcast. Hood Legal on Spotify. We're on Spotify now. Um, Hood Legal, the same thing. Hood, same name. We're, uh, on the on um, iHeart. Oh, on iHeart. See, this just happened like within the past week or two. Where we were oh, on wow. Spotify, iHeart. Uh-huh. So, Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, 
somewhere else. What else am I missing? Like we're boomers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait. <laughs> I get it. I have to write it down too. Like to yeah. remind myself. Okay, go here, here, here. Yeah, we did Instagram, YouTube, Twitter is the same thing at Brandhood Legal Podcast. Um, yeah, it's everything is basically at Brandhood Legal Podcast, except for YouTube, which is Hood Legal Podcast. Okay, and that's where you can find us. Oh, and we do have a website, we have our website www.brandhoodlegal.com, www.brandhoodlegal.com. Our merch, we do have merch. We are not selling our merch yet, but you will see it there. And again, we're just, we're building, we're still building this thing. We're still building a baby leg. So mm-hmm. we're getting everything connected. Yes. Yeah, you want to have some over-opinionated conversation? Come yes. Well, I guess yes. I have to say thank you for having me on your podcast as well, since this and will thank be you for having us. Yeah, on no problem. Too, thank you, thank yeah, you. Great, your time flew by. Yes, like, right. I can't well, believe I know, right? it. Well, connectors, yeah. you know where to connect with me. You can email me info dot amps connected okay. at gmail dot com. You can find me on Instagram at amps connected you can go to my website www.ampsconnected.com and you know what to do y'all stay connected